Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Some breaking news. The uh, Customs and Border Patrol are saying they are not going to remove the barbed wire, the razor wire. Texas officials are refusing to comply with the White House's order to do so, but they don't have to follow the White House's order to do so. They're not, they, don't, they don't have to listen to the federal government here, so, Wow. Quite a development this afternoon. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Let me just, I want to make sure that this point is not lost on anybody. The United States Supreme Court did not order Texas to take down razor wire. The United States Supreme Court did not tell Texas you cannot put up razor wire. The United States Supreme Court simply said that the federal government can take down the razor wire. That's it. Not that they have to. Not that they need to, they just can. That's a big difference. And if they take it down and Texas puts it back up, Texas is not in violation of the United States Supreme Court, not in any way, shape, or form, or in the lower court. No, 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 no way. Anybody who tells you that Greg Abbott is is not following the wishes of the court is uh, lying. They're just they're just blatantly lying to you. Now, the White House said we want the razor wire down by 1 p.m. today, and Texas said, well, we're not taking it down. And the White House can't order the state of Texas to do something. It doesn't matter if they consider that to be federal land or not. It doesn't matter. Texas doesn't have to listen to the White House. We have a system in this country called federalism. You know, we and the anti-federalists were right, by the way. They, They knew eventually they knew they knew without question that at some point the federal government would tell the states, hey, you know, we don't give a damn about you. But. Texas doesn't have to listen to the White House. Biden's not their boss. He's not the boss of Texas. Under the system of federalism, the states created the federal government and not the other way around. And even though the anti-federalists were right on the money when they said, you are going to have one day, you're going to come back and regret how much power you're giving this federal government. They were right. The federalists at the time we're very acutely aware of what the role of the government, the federal government, has to be. And you know what it has to be? Uh, defending the country's borders 
from an invasion was one of the ideas of what the federal government had to do. There were only three federal laws. Now there's like 300 million. And that, that was it. And then Texas turns around and says the Constitution is very clear. Article 1, Section 10 says, you know, a state has a right to protect itself from an invasion if the federal government won't do it. And he's right. It's right there in the Constitution. So, I mean, I mean, this border fight, I don't know what the fight is really going to be like. I don't, I don't really see an armed standoff here between the National Guard and Border Patrol. I think, if anything, what will happen is, I think what will ha- I think the way I see this happening is that Greg Abbott is playing this beautifully, politically beautifully, and that Joe Biden, being an idiot, is going to federalize the National Guard to make the left happy make his kooky base happy, make all these Twitter trolls that are coming after me happy, and um, it's going to blow up in his face. It's going to be a huge disaster. And at that point, all right, the National Guard reports to the commander-in-chief. So they'll have to do it. They'll have to comply. Otherwise, they can get court-martialed. They have to listen to a lawful order from the commander-in-chief, but it'll be a political disaster for Joe Biden. And I hope it happens. I really do. I actually hope it happens. Because that's how much I know it will be the end of Joe Biden's presidency. And it'll also confirm for me if it happens that Joe Biden is not running for a second term. Because you can't. You can't come back from that. He's already third, He's already at 65% disapproval. And then he's going to go up even higher after that. If he makes that move, that goes up. But the governor, Greg Abbott, is ready for whatever kind of standoff has to happen. I just got a text from a buddy of mine, Jay. He just popped a three-banger, Henry, a three-banger of spearmint. You know what a three-banger is? Yeah, I'm more of a sixer kind of guy. You're a six-banger. Yeah, I mean, well, I only I only like it when I'm, like, you know, having a couple drinks. I don't really do it otherwise. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I like, a, I like a six. I think three sounds a little low energy to me, Jay, just saying. <laughs> three three doesn't get me going. It doesn't do anything no. for me. I mean, it, de- it, dep- the, it all depends on the tolerance, too. The, the um, What I'm referring to is the, the level of nicotine in a Zin pouch. Yeah. So three is the lowest, and I believe six is the highest. And so three is the low energy Zin. So yeah. he's doing a low energy Zin right now. But it's the middle of the day, man. This is like drinking a cappuccino. Yeah. You don't do that afternoon, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a nice afternoon buzz. Yeah, you're going to pop a Zin in. You go six milligrams, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but Tucker Carlson would agree with me, by the way. Tucker Carlson would do the high energy Zin, the six milligrams. And this is what he said in the conversation he had with Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. Take a listen heading out but my final question is how do you see this resolving what happens next well texas is going to continue to expand the border barriers that we are erecting the razor wire that we're putting up uh, and to continue to gain control of more land uh, over the coming months i believe however that this will all come to an end on january the 20th of next year because I believe a new president will be sworn in, a president who will actually enforce the immigration laws of the entire country, not just the Texas border, but New Mexico and Arizona and California and the Canadian border also. Uh, And we will have safe and secure borders once again, because we will have a president who actually will enforce the laws of the United States of America. But in the next year, are you concerned about any kind of conflict between state uh, forces, whether state employees or National Guard and federal forces? So, Tucker, all we can do is be as prepared as possible, deploy as many people as possible, uh, do as much as possible uh, to put up more border barriers uh, and deny illegal entry. 
Uh, and our head is down. We're working hard, uh, regardless of what the Biden administration is doing. Governor Greg. Okay, there you go. He's not saying we're going to start shooting at the uh, at federal troops. He's not saying that we're going to have a civil war here, but they're going to continue to do what they're going to do in terms of securing the border. And the Supreme Court did not tell Texas that they cannot continue to do so. So let's understand that point. This is the big story of the day today, obviously brought to you by our buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Book an appointment today for your perfect smile. So this uh, this point cannot be cannot be lost on you. Texas is not in violation of the Supreme Court's order, period. Joe Biden has no right to tell Texas what to do. Even RFK Jr. stands with Texas and says Texas is right. And he's right. He is right. Independent presidential hopeful Robert F. Kennedy Jr. announced on Thursday he supported Governor Greg Abbott in his efforts to secure the southern border despite opposing efforts made by President Joe Biden's administration. Kennedy shared a statement from Abbott in which the Texas governor asserted his right to secure the borders of his state, even if the federal government refused to do so, and said he believed the Biden administration had pushed the border state into a corner. He said, Texas is right. Biden's failure to secure the border leaves the state no choice but to take matters into its own hands. As president, I will end this humanitarian crisis once and for all. I will secure the border and destroy the business model of the drug cartels. A country without borders is not a country at all. That's what former Democrat, now independent candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said today. And you got and you got Republican governors all across the country also standing with him. Christy Nome's down there at the southern border right now. Other governors are coming out and saying, dude, we got your back. We'll send we'll send you razor wire. We will send you our razor wire. It's on its way. Whatever you need. Here is um, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt who weighed in on the dispute. He was on Newsmax. They're ready to send whatever Texas needs. Cut five. Well, Governor, obviously you're right to the north of, of Texas. What, uh, what, what are you committing to Governor Greg Abbott? How are you helping him out? How are you guys getting involved in this one? Well, I just talked to my uh, my general. It's called a TAG. So he's the head of my National mm-hmm. Guard to sort of get the numbers and what type of volunteers we have. We also have 1,300 troops right now in Djibouti, Africa, and Kenya. Uh, they're going to be coming home. Uh, but we've already sent troops one time down to the southern border. Uh, and, and I actually went personally went down there to view it myself and, mm-hmm. to, and to be with our troops. And uh, we're looking at doing that again uh, in the not so distant future. So we'll be in contact with Governor Abbott and whatever he needs uh, our support for. Good. Great. Excellent. Carrie Lake, who's running for United States Senate, she supports uh, Governor Greg Abbott as well, obviously, and um, says call the Biden administration's bluff. And it's not a bad idea. Cut number six. I, I was down at the border, and within five minutes of arriving and stepping out of the vehicle, people were walking over under Joe Biden's policy. We had the President Trump's policy, remain in Mexico policy, was the best border policy I've ever seen in my 27 years covering Arizona. It worked. And Joe Biden came in on day one and pulled that. Yep. And now we're seeing a crisis. We need to build the wall. First of all, we need to sue the federal government for failing to protect us. And while that lawsuit is working its way through the system, let's go down and start building the wall. We have many uh, uh, many miles of Arizona state land we could be building it on. And let's, bu- let's finish these little gaps. They're coming through a funnel where there's a gap in the president's wall. And it is on federal land. But let's build the wall anyway. What's Joe Biden going to do? Arrest a sitting governor? <laughs> I mean, honestly... <laughs> But we have to have... Do you think he would? 
Um, I would welcome that challenge. We're not that, that far away. We're not, I, I would we're, welcome that challenge because he's failing at his duty. The, the federal government is failing us in Arizona. Arrest him for what? What, what, what grounds is there to arrest the governor of Texas, though? That's the only thing I don't understand. What, what grounds? I mean, first of all, the Supreme Court did not order Greg Abbott to do a damn thing. That's number one. Number two, Biden doesn't have the authority to order Greg Abbott around. So what do you arrest him on exactly? What, what, what federal law is Greg Abbott breaking? I'd like to know. So how, what are you, what's going to be the, the, the grounds for arresting a governor? And then, yeah, I mean, if you do that, sure, it's, a, it's a, another political disaster for the Biden administration. You know what I think happens here, actually? Here's what I'm starting to think happens. Here's what, I'm, here's what I think happens. I think nothing happens. I think nothing happens. I think that cooler heads are going to prevail in the White House and say, this is stupid. You people are, are, are going to lose. And you're going to hurt whoever the Democrat replacement is for Joe Biden. I, I don't know. I don't really see another way out here for them. And I imagine at this moment, smart people in the Democrat Party like David Axelrod are picking up the phone and going, what are you people doing? What is, what, do you, what, what is happening right now? Are you running in a primary election or a general election? Because if you're running in a primary, this is a great move. Great. Yeah, show, show the party you're the biggest leftist kook out there. But if you're running in a general election, this is the biggest losing issue you could possibly do right now. So what are you doing? I would imagine that somebody of, of David Axelrod's mindset has to, be, has to be somewhere within proximity to whoever's making the decisions here. And, they're, and, and, and I think what they'll say is, listen, you know, if we got to replace this guy with Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama or Gretchen Whitmer, whoever, this blowback will come in on them unless they come out and purposely say that they don't support what Biden is doing. Maybe that's what this is all about. Maybe they're maybe they're looking to have a situation where, I don't know, Gavin Newsom comes out and challenges the administration and stands with Texas. That would be something. Maybe this whole thing is a is a is a is a scam, a long con. I don't know, but do I really see Joe Biden and the, uh, having a, a, an armed standoff with the Texas National Guard or federalizing them or any of those things? I can't rule anything out because this guy is so politically stupid. But at the same time, I have to think there are there are there are smart minds around there who are who understand that that is the final nail in their political coffin if they do that. So probably nothing happens. Actually, probably nothing happens. Probably nothing happens. They probably, Joe Biden goes to Wilmington this weekend because he doesn't, never stays in Washington. And they'll talk tough. And they'll continue to talk tough. But really, they're not going to do anything. They can't, can they? I, mean, I guess they could because they just don't care. But I, I have to think, I have to think somebody is going to get to them and say, do you want to just completely turn this election over to Donald Trump? Is that your goal here? Is your goal to just basically hand the keys to the White House to Trump? Because this this issue is is such a killer for you guys, for the Democrats, such a killer. The only people you can find defending the administration on this are people like Joy Reid and the losers on The View. And that's it. You're not beyond that. You, I mean, you don't have people coming out and saying, we stand with you, Joe Biden. Let the invasion continue. We're independent mainstream voters. We 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 uh, we really just want open borders. No, 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 no. Those people are voting Democrat regardless. I can promise you that. So this whole idea right now of the Democrats of Joe Biden pushing back on the Texas governor 
as political suicide. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine they will actually do anything. I can't. But then again, the stupidity of this guy exceeds my own imagination. And I don't want to have a situation where it's a failure of imagination, where I just didn't see that coming because I just really underestimated his own political stupidity. But I have to think somebody, somebody is saying, what is happening right now? What are we doing? We're, we're just literally uh, giving up. And again, maybe they don't care because they know Biden is not going to be the nominee and they figure this is the way they can do it. But I just think this helps Trump in such a way that it's going to hurt whoever the replacement is if they are taking Joe Biden out. And I got to think that smart Democrat minds in the political party, the, the, the you know, David Axelrod, that, that kind of crew, I got to think they think so, too. I can't imagine anybody who thinks that this is normal. Where you're going to have a, you're going to have a standoff with a state over the fact that the state has erected razor wire and they're doing so to stop this invasion happening. And you're going to, you're going to, you're going to potentially now have an armed standoff with them over this. And you think it's going to play well with middle America? You think, you think middle America is going to go? Yeah, right on. This is great. This is exactly what we're hoping for here. I mean, Joe Rogan made a great point the other day. He makes makes a lot of great points. But when you say the left, what are you even talking about nowadays? See, I've been very clear what I mean when I say the left. I mean, these are people that are, are, they're illiberal, as the term goes. They're illiberal. They want to take away your right to, for example, have a Zen pouch, to have a low-energy three-milligram Zen pouch like my buddy Jay, or a man's pouch of six milligrams like Henry, my man Henry. But my point is they're they're all about taking away personal freedom. They're 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 about censoring speech. Like they're, the the left today and but the left historically has always been that way. If you look around the world, if you follow world history, you understand that lefty regimes don't allow free speech. Leftist kooks like Fidel Castro who Oh, that reminds me. I have a clip of Justin Trudeau. I don't know what made me think of that. I just had that it just came to my mind. So weird. Um, <laughs> you know how like you, your mind gets triggered by something, you know, DeSantis, like yeah. a smell or something? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, smells don't typically trigger Justin Trudeau, but go on. No, but 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 a song will trigger something. You, you'll hear a song. For me, when I hear the song Black by Pearl Jam, I think of Kristen, my first college girlfriend. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. So wherever I am, no matter what, if that song comes on, I'm, I'm immediately back at the University of Maryland, Easton Hall, uh, and I'm and I'm there. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> so you're saying if you smell like a Cuban sandwich, you immediately think Justin Trudeau. What I, you, I do. What are you yeah. trying to say? <laughs> no, right. What are you trying anything. to say, Matt? No, I'm not saying anything. I had the other day. Somebody gave me a Cuban cigar, and then immediately, first puff, I was like, "Hmm, this has a strong Trudeau esque <laughs> quality to it." And also notes of vanilla. <laughs> well, he is vanilla, so. Exactly right, right. <laughs> and notice I didn't say it had a nutty flavor, because <laughs> even though he's nuts, he doesn't have cojones, so. We don't believe that on the Rich Zealy show either. What, but he doesn't have cojones? <laughs> oh, he's definitely castrated himself <laughs> to be more like Castro. <laughs> and also, it really is the beta male thing to do, is just to castrate yourself. If you really want to be woke... You chop the jewels off, you know what I mean? Just chop them off. Yeah, you go to the top of the woke hierarchy, basically. Yeah, you're like the the king of woke, although king denotes uh, masculinity, but you are the um, 
person kind of woke. We, we like to say people kind, not necessarily mankind, because uh, yeah. it's more inclusive. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> so it's so weird that I thought of Fidel Castro and then reminded myself I have a clip of Justin Trudeau. But here is Justin Trudeau who I also hear booked a beautiful trip to Cuba for spring break. I heard it's lovely this time of year. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you're in Canada, get away. Go to Cuba. It's nice and warm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in Canada right now. It's too cold. No. No. Cuba's warm. And like anything else, you want to go to the homeland. Like, I would go to Tuscany right now if I could. Go to Florence. <laughs> Just say it. I know you want to. <laughs> what, that he's the bastard love child of Fidel Castro? Uh, which is not the official stance of the Rich Zioli show. We believe that he is the son of Pierre Trudeau. Allegedly. But he looks nothing like him. He looks nothing like Pierre Trudeau. He looks everything like Fidel Castro. I think legally we're allowed to concede that he does resemble a, he does resemble Fidel Castro a little bit. Yeah, like if he went to a party as Fidel Castro, threw on a beard and that little green hat that he used to wear back in the day, he would be like, oh, Justin, you came as your dad. I mean, you came as Fidel, you know? <laughs> yeah, the, there's definitely a resemblance. I think we can concede that without getting into any legal trouble. Yeah, and remember how emotional he was at the eulogy when he eulogized his dad? I mean, Fidel Castro. <laughs> He went on and on eulogizing him. Well, anyway, here is a Canadian Prime Minister, and definitely, I'm reading this from my show sheet, my, my notes here, and definitely not the son of Fidel Castro, Justin Trudeau, speaking to a group of supporters, cut 14. My very first call this year was with Volodymyr Zelensky, who wanted to know that Canada still stood with him, that Canadians still stood with him. And I told him, yes, we do. The Canadian government and most of the parties in the House will continue to stand with him. But Pierre Polyev and his Conservatives chose to vote against support for Ukraine, calling it a faraway foreign land to appease Putin apologists like Tucker Carlson and those who enable him. But while he does that, we have people like Yvonne Baker and Mark Gerritsen who are showing our liberal government won't back down when it comes to standing up to bullies and fighting for democracy at home and around the world. Yeah. And speaking of bullies, uh, you know, the court shot him down when he went after the truckers for violating his ridiculous vaccine mandate, seizing their money. Tucker Carlson responded to the beta male Justin Trudeau, uh, and he also borrowed one of my favorite phrases. He obviously, Tucker obviously listens to the show, clearly, and he doesn't have somebody in his ear like Matt DeSantis telling him <laughs> no. <laughs> Cut 13. I, I don't think you're going to do that, but you hit him your country. It's totally cool. Don't worry. He's a good steward. Um, but he will collapse under the weight of his own ludicrousness and go back to Cuba or do whatever he does. <laughs> but, but, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's just too great to check. <laughs> Though if I ever meet him, I'm going to demand a 23 in me, like right away. Uh, I mean, he's not 
wrong. You want to lecture Tucker too, Matt DeSantis? Uh, Tucker can say whatever he'd like because I'm not going to get an email from anyone uh, associated with Tucker Carlson reprimanding me for allowing it to get on air. So Tucker, feel free. Yeah. And all he said was go back to Cuba. I mean, because he loves Cuba because it's his homeland. Like Italy is my homeland, not (laughs) Jersey, Italy. It's where my people are from. It's important to know your ancestry. You know, it's important to understand, too, where you come from. Because if you don't know where you came from, how can you ever go forward in life, right? Am I right? That's beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. That's my Friday wisdom for you right there. (laughs) Uh, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. I'm trying to understand this tweet here. Rich, stop using the Democrats' talking points. We do not have an immigration problem. We have an illegal invasion at our back door. We should be asking what part of the immigration process did these so-called immigrants have an issue with. I've literally been saying that every day, all day, and I've been saying it today. I've been saying that today. I've made the point of saying that, Billy Bob one, that the Democrats keep saying it's the immigration system. We're not talking about the immigration System. We're talking about the border, which is a national security issue. They're two separate things. Democrats want to conflate the two, and so do all Republicans, sadly, but they're not the same thing. It is the difference between going through an airport and getting on an airplane. It's totally different. The experience in one is not the experience of the other. But the immigration system that Corinne Jean-Pierre keeps referring to is this. You come into the country illegally, and then you get to stay. You don't have to remain in Mexico. You're not thrown away. You're not thrown back. I mean, you get to stay and you get to hang out as long as you want. That is the immigration system. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the border and the Democrats and the Senate Republicans are not. They're not talking about the border. They're talking about the immigration system. Two totally different things. The system implies the that would include like the paperwork for how one goes about getting a green card or how a company can bring in their overseas employees or that would be part of the immigration system. How somebody goes through the process of getting asylum, for example, or an international adoption. That's the immigration system. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about border security. Understand, though, that the bill in Washington right now is only talking about the immigration system. And I've been telling you this for weeks. For weeks I've been telling you, and I don't know where the hell Billy Bob 1 has been, but clearly not paying attention to anything I've been saying. I've been telling you for weeks that the Republicans who want to continue funding the Ukraine war will use the argument that we've done border security as their excuse But it's not border security. They will be addressing things regarding the immigration system. The border is not part of the immigration system unless you're talking about one of the legal ports of entry, which is absolutely then part of the immigration system, a legal port of entry. Crossing the border illegally is not part of our immigration system. That's a federal crime. So let's understand the distinction there. It's very important that we do. All right, we got a lot to talk about. Big show. Dr. Victoria Coates will join me next. We're coming right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Zioli Show. On your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. The vice president of the Davis Institute for Foreign Policy at the Heritage Foundation, former national security advisor to President Trump. She's Dr. Victoria Coates, Philadelphia's own. Hello, Dr. Victoria Coates. How are you today? Good afternoon, Rich. I'm doing very well. How are you? Well, I'm waiting for a little showdown in Texas. You know, I'm all excited for that. Yeah, this is this has been extraordinary to see the sort of process play out over the last 10 days and what Governor Abbott has tried to do in terms of defending his state. You know, the really stunning decision by the Supreme Court. And, and just to clarify that a little bit, I spent a lot of time with our lawyers yesterday. They what they did is they stayed the injunction. Uh, so so this the whole business about the concertina wire will still be decided by the courts and and the fifth circuit's going to hear it on on february 7th so this is not the permanent supreme court decision but still so disappointing that they wouldn't stand with texas on this and you know heritage is is all in with our our texas brothers and sisters i've worked for uh, a number of them and i just you know we have to come to grips with with what's happening on our southern border Yeah, no, it has to happen. And I really can't imagine a scenario where Joe Biden would, say, federalize the Texas National Guard and have them start removing razor wire uh, and then get reelected, because I think it would just be one of the biggest political disasters in probably modern American political history. I've, I've challenged our people to go back and find an equivalent, you know, shy of the Civil War that that would would be similar to this situation. And we're talking about things like the removal of folks from the National Mall in the 1960s. This this should not be a partisan issue. This should be an American issue where we need to seal our borders. We need to stop this from happening. 
And we need to support our states, not demonize them for simply trying to defend their own people and their own sovereignty. It's also, too, amazing how, you know, there's two separate issues here. One is the immigration system we keep hearing about. But the immigration system includes the ports of entry, which is where asylum seekers are supposed to go if they're seeking asylum to a U.S. port of entry. What we're talking about is the border, a national security issue, because crossing the border illegally is not part of the immigration system. And that is somehow being lost in this conversation on Capitol Hill, and it's really frustrating. I'm glad the Republicans in the House are standing up and saying, no, 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 we need, we need to secure the border. All right, before we start talking about changes to the immigration system, we need to deal with the national security issue of the border. So I, I hope that the Republicans in the House hold firm on that point. No, these, these two things are, are absolutely distinct. And the situation in Texas is particularly interesting because the what, what the federal government is saying they want to intervene and disrupt, this concertina wire, is all on either state-owned or privately-owned grounds where the state has gotten the permission of the owner. So this is not on federal land. But they are proposing to go in and disrupt this barrier where they really have no jurisdiction. And that would be unprecedented. I don't I agree with you. I don't see how a president would recover from that kind of extraordinary overreach uh, of his of his authorities to do this. And I, and I just get back to the basic question of why would you want to? Why wouldn't you let a state erect a barrier on private or state held land? If they they don't wish to have people cross that barrier, it's 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 extraordinary to me. It's a mind-boggling general election strategy. I mean, I could see if Biden was was running in a primary right now and had to go far to the left. But for a general election strategy to be the the president that wants to remove razor wire on on private and state land and and may you know have the feds have a standoff with the state over the issue. I think it's just political suicide. And that's what I don't understand. I, I, I can't, for the life of me, understand why they're allowing the temperature to get so high here. And I have to think at some point, David Axelrod or somebody picks up the phone and calls the White House and says, what what the hell are you guys doing? What, what are you thinking here? You, you are literally handing the election to Donald Trump because th- there's no benefit here to the White House doing this. There's no benefit to Joe Biden doing this whatsoever, except you get the praise of the ladies on The View and Joy Reid. And well, guess what? They're already voting for Joe Biden. The guy's got a, a 65 percent disapproval rating. There's no upside to this whatsoever. And it's also hard to see, for me, how they backtrack at this point. And I think their miscalculus, Rich, is that they assumed the open border policy, the unfettered migration would be extremely popular with Hispanic Americans, uh, that this would give them a huge electoral edge. We've been hearing for cycle after cycle that we're going to turn Texas blue. Uh, Texas has successfully resisted this, but that hasn't stopped them from trying. And what we're seeing, and this is really interesting, you know, from my part of Pennsylvania in the center and Lancaster, you know, where we have a very high percentage of Hispanic uh, population, these people want nothing to do with this. These people are all here legally, in many cases, multiple generations. They've stood in line. They went through the system. They've had success, uh, whether it be in agricultural or small business, and, and, and they don't want this. This is making them much, much more conservative. It's a huge, I think, political miscalculation.
We see that. I mean, the poll that just came out in New Mexico where Hispanic voters were giving Biden terrible marks on all kinds of different things. We also know that, I mean, you you have mayors who are Hispanic and Democrats, like the mayor of El Paso, Texas, and other places like that who are coming out there and saying something has to be done. I mean, eight Democrat governors came out and said something has to be done here. And yeah, you know, they couch their wording around the immigration system and blah, blah, blah. But what they're saying is stop sending all these illegal immigrants to our cities and our states. We can't handle it. Translation, Biden. And do something about the border. Make this problem go away for us because, you know, it's fine to have a sign on your lawn that says hate has no home here. No person's an illegal. We believe no person's illegal. But when they start showing up in your city, in your state, and they start looking for food and shelter and housing, and now suddenly all these blue cities and states have to have to take care of them. Well, now suddenly they're not as inviting and is not as welcoming. And it's also important to remember that Joe Biden, as you know, Dr. Victoria Coates in 2007 said he would not allow sanctuary cities to exist. He said, they they were they were not following federal law but all these places that were blue and sanctuary cities and now they're dealing with this and they literally cannot handle this and greg abbott is brilliant for sending them to to those places i think it's great but what these democrat governors are really saying is you got to fix this problem man you got to address this open border No, you're 100% correct. In 2007, Joe Biden seems to have very little to do with 2024 Joe Biden. Uh, It was interesting, actually, on Fox and Friends, not to mention another network, but uh, they played a montage this morning of Biden on their show in, I think, 2008, and then Biden yesterday uh, spouting gibberish. And you, you can see literally the difference. And so there's no consistency there. And I think particularly for Philadelphia, and this is an interesting issue, as as our emergency rooms, as our health care, as our education system, as our housing system starts to become overwhelmed by all of this, you know, all all we're getting are just sort of, of, of cries of complaint that somehow the federal government should come and save us. I think those complaints need to go to Harrisburg. And a lot of people have been praising Senator Fetterman for saying that the Indeed, immigration is a problem. He's not wrong. I'm glad to hear him say it. Okay, Senator Senator Fetterman, then how about you commit to pressuring Senator Senator Schumer to bring H.R. 2, the strongest uh, legislation on border security and immigration that's ever been passed out of the House of Representatives to the floor of the Senate. Everybody gets to vote on it then. When he does that, I will be first in line to praise uh, Senator Fetterman. Until then, I'm, I'm a little concerned. Uh, Dr. Victoria Coates, let's switch gears for a moment. Today, the Biden administration announced a temporary ban on the export of liquid, liquefied natural gas, which is the most absurd thing I've heard besides the border issue today of what they've done. Uh, and, you know, here we are. We're going to we're going to empower bad guys around the world. I mean, we're spending all this money in Ukraine and Vladimir Putin's getting rich selling his natural gas. In addition to that, of course, we know that China is going to wind up burning more dirty coal. Iran's going to profit from this deal. I mean, this administration is so stupid. I cannot understand the political strategy here. But let's talk about the effects on energy and also the international effects, too, of what the Biden administration did today. Right here at home in Pennsylvania, because you know we're one of the, the second largest producer and exporter of, of natural gas in the in the country. Most of the decisions that the president took uh, impact Louisiana, but they will definitely affect us here in Pennsylvania. And what they did is they said they were pausing all pending 
requests for permits to export natural gas. So this is the way you would expand the natural gas that the United States is putting onto the world market. And uh, venture uh, natural gas, for example, is poised to open the so-called CP2 uh, export facility in, in Louisiana on the Gulf. It would have been the largest export facility in in the United States, and the gas that it would export would have supplied 35 coal-burning electricity-generating uh, plants in India, for example, because we, we don't, wouldn't need that additional gas here at home. We could put that on the market. The Indians have said they want it. They're the world's third largest uh, emitter uh, polluter. And so we, we, we could have a huge effect on the climate by doing this helping the Indians reduce reduce their emissions as we have reduced ours. And instead, what we're sending is a message to our domestic industry that, oh, we don't want the jobs. We don't want the tax revenue. We don't want the reduced emissions and improved environment that all of this would mean. Because of these climate extremists, we're going to cut all of this off. I'm not convinced it's legal. I don't think it's in his authority to do. So that's what we're looking into now. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that because I, I, I agree with you. I don't think he has the authority to do this. Dr. Victoria Coates is my guest right now. It's always great to have her on the show. Uh, now, also tell me about the, this other issue that's going on. This is the UNRWA and that their staff members might have been involved on October 7th. So th- this is the UN agency, um, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency. And it, it's it, this this. Tell us who these people are and now what the allegations are here. So I've been tangling with them for a while. Uh, the UNRWA is a, 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 I guess you'd call it a boutique UN agency, which it solely exists to service Palestinian refugees. All the other refugees in the world go through their regular refugee agency and actually get pretty short shrift because so many of the resources go to UNRWA. Uh, and UNRWA runs all the schools for the uh, for the Palestinians, which have long been hotbeds of uh, anti-Semitism and have literally formatted anti-Israeli, anti-Jewish, and anti-American sentiment. And what was revealed today is that the Israelis presented UNRWA with evidence that at least 12, I've just heard 15 of their people for whom we are paying in Gaza, participated in the October 7th terrorist attacks on Israel that killed Israelis, yes, and also Americans. So we are literally paying the terrorists who killed our citizens, who are continuing uh, to be held captive uh, in in Gaza. And you know, this is so outrageous. And for those of us who have been speaking out on this issue for more than a decade and have been called bigots and, you know, anti-education and uh, you, you just pick your pick your name out of the book. They've all been hurled at us to finally see there be some retribution here. So these people have been fired. The State Department has halted all uh, un, what they call unallocated money, so discretionary, discretionary money to UNRWA. They have to halt all of it, which is what President Trump did in uh, 2017. None of this money should be flowing into this. It only creates more terrorism. This is just completely outrageous. And I think every taxpayer should should demand that this be cut off now. 
Dr. Victoria Coates is my guest. By the way, um, there's some breaking news I just wanted to mention. Uh, the uh, jury in the E. Jean Carroll defamation lawsuit has just ordered former President Trump to pay $18.3 million in compensatory damages and $65 million in punitive damages. That was just handed down a few moments ago. Um, I assume he'll appeal that, right? Oh, I would think so. And, you know, I... Fortunately, not a lawyer and, and can't comment on you know, current political issues. But I, I do think the way you know the sort of justice system is being weaponized against President Trump is, you know, just it, it's so damaging to our country. And, you know, I, you can look at the merits of any individual case, but the you know, just this barrage that's being let off against him is debilitating. And I I just, again, I think we have to, as Americans, say, is is this what we stand for? Yeah, no question about it. I I mean, it's it's, uh, what's happening right now between the border, between the the weaponization of this government. I mean, uh, these are truly unprecedented times, Dr. Victoria Coates. So then before I let you go, you want to make any predictions for how soon America can be done with seeing pictures of Taylor Swift, either at at a football game or on social media? I mean, are are the Chiefs going to lose this weekend or what? Well, you know, it, it's it's interesting. The, the most interesting thing from the heritage perspective, and I don't know if anybody saw this, but there are these just awful AI-generated issues of, of Taylor Swift that have been going around, which point out the just danger of of how images can be manipulated in on social media, you know, on the internet writ large. And and our tech group is working on this very very closely with. Our, our my great partner Kara Frederick, who who does a lot of this work, and and certainly the fascination with Taylor Swift is you know is is interesting in those lights. Now, in terms of my predictions, I just I can't get interested in anyone. Uh, you're just a disgruntled you know, Eagles frankly, fan. You're just you're just you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna play. I'm just like I'm just kind of done, but. One thing I would point out uh, is the Phillies just dropped a really wonderful tribute video to Reese Hoskins, who is apparently going to go off to Chicago and break our hearts and become a Cub. And in that case, I feel I can continue to root for Reese, who has just been an exemplary Philly, a wonderful Philadelphian. Uh, You know, we just wish him and his wife and their family just all the best as they go. It's, it's, it's painful because he's been he's been a real part of us. Would you like to hear a little bit of the tribute the Phils just put out for him? Yeah, I would. All right, don't cry though. I will. Dusty, the manager in Lehigh, texted me and said, "Hey, come back in here." He said, "Here, sit down. I'd like to have a conversation with the big leaguer." Called my girlfriend and then let my agents know and off to Philly. We drafted him in the fifth round in 2014. We knew we got a pretty good bat. You know, he jumped onto the scene and did incredible things in his rookie year. This is getting into some territory nobody has ever seen. The first major league home run for Reese Hoskins. You just got to ride the wave as long as you can. These things don't happen very much, but when they do, you got to take advantage. That ball is drilled into the bushes. Well, I'll tell you what, Dr. Victoria Coates, we'll miss him. That's for sure. 
Yes, we're going to ride the, yeah, I mean, for him to ride the wave as long as he can, I think, is the thing. And you, you never know. Maybe he'll come back. This is how we felt when Chase left. And he came back and retired to Philly. So maybe Reese will come back uh, and actually play for us some more. Well said. All right, my friend, have a great weekend. Thanks for making the time. I appreciate it. Of course. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Breaking news, uh, Trump, uh, former President Trump must pay E. Jean Carroll $83 million in compensatory and punitive damages in the defamation case. That verdict was just handed down. That jury decision was just handed down a few moments ago. According to a reporter from who was in the courtroom, the judge told the jurors they are free of his order to maintain their anonymity. But he had said, my advice to you is that you never disclose you were on this jury. And there were reported gasps in the courtroom when the $65 million figure was read out loud. But it's actually in total $83.3 million when you combine the compensatory and punitive damages. Trump left the courthouse about 20 minutes before the uh, jury decision was, was read. Uh, it's just outrageous. It's insane. It's beyond insane. This is the most insane day ever, I think. Uh, all right, we'll take a quick break. Coming up, Dr. Wilford Riley. We're coming right back. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.